Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Messages that I've been preaching, and um, the, the, the one in line today is talking about, I'm talking about kingdom wealth, kingdom wealth, and it so happens that it falls in line with what we have, we've just done, kingdom wealth, amen. Now, I'm reading from Proverbs 13, 22, which says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner is laid up, that's reserved for those who are just. You know, it's never in the will of God for God's people to be poor, for us to be broke, busted, and disgusted. God's plan is that there should be no lack to his children or in the kingdom, in the house of God. Never put, God never put the wealth of this world into the hands of sinners, amen, or Satan and his people, so to say. But we see that in the world today, it, it looks rather that, like the wealth of the, of, of the nations rather seems to be in the hands of the unrighteous. And my Bible says it is an error for beggars to ride and for princes to walk. Amen. We see that it looks like unbelievers are making it, they are prospering and financially. Amen. Why? Because Satan stole from Adam that right of riches that belonged to Adam and to his generations. That is you and I. Amen. God, when he created the world, he planted a garden in the east of Eden, and that's where he put Adam, the first man. And it was a, a rich garden. There was no lack there. Everything was there full. And it was so rich that even the river, the, the four rivers that flowed out were full of wealth. One was called Python, which means increase, okay? And he said it covered the whole land of Havilah where there was gold. And he says, and the gold in that land is good gold. I didn't know there was a difference between gold. But he said the gold there was good gold. And there was bedlam and onyx stone. So the, the, the river there beneath it had gold, good gold. And the second river also is called Gihon. And that means that which, which is unmerited favor. Amen. And then the, the third one is called Hedekal, which means acceleration, speed. Speed. Then the, the Euphrates means to be made fruitful. So you can see in the, in the whole Garden of Eden, everything that was created was that for man to be fruitful. Eden, the name Eden itself means delight. Delight. So God put man in a place of delight where there was pure gold, where there was unmerited favor, where there was acceleration and speed to everything, where there was fruitfulness. That is the position where God placed man. But we know that the enemy came and took it. And truly when the, the devil was to tempt Jesus in Luke chapter 4 and said to him that everything in this world, the kingdoms of this world are given to him. All power is given to me. And he asked, he told him that he would give it to him if only he would worship him. Satan wasn't lying. He wasn't lying because he had truly taken the wealth of the kingdoms and the kingdoms of this world. Amen. And so that's what we see in this world today that 
it looks at the unrighteous prosper over the righteous and the borrower is a, a servant of the lender so we see many christians rather on the borrowing end of the the, the, the line instead of the the lending line many people many christians are struggling financially more than the unbelievers amen and bible also says that a rich man's wealth is his strong city and the destruction of the poor is his poverty so if god didn't create us for destruction but god created us in his image and after his likeness then that means that we are not supposed to be poor the believers are rather the ones who have the riches and the wealth of the nations and of this world hallelujah amen put your hands together and that is why sometimes people get even jealous about the wealth of the unrighteous. In fact, the psalmist in Psalm 73 said that he was envious at the foolish when he saw the prosperity of the wicked. He said they are not in trouble as other men. They are not plagued like other men. Therefore, pride, they are filled with pride. He said they, they have a lot. They are corrupt. They, they have much money about their wealth until he saw what their end would be. Meaning that the prosperity of the unrighteous is for a season, is temporary. Amen. But the word of God says that the wealth of the wicked, of the unrighteous, is being laid up, is being reserved for the righteous. Amen. Is being reserved for the righteous. So that means that a time is coming, and I believe that this is a time that the wealth of the wicked shall be has shall be transferred to the to the righteous and the righteous will indeed prosper amen because if the righteous don't prosper how can we build up the kingdom a man can't give that which he doesn't have amen and so in these times throughout the whole world we are seeing so much going on and you know if you don't have it to give you can't help look at ukraine elon musk in one place set up a satellite to give the whole of ukraine what um internet Right? If he didn't have it, could he do it? He couldn't. Amen. And so if believers, if money comes into the hands of believers, we'll be able to do the right thing with it. When money is in the hands of unbelievers or the wicked, they'll go about destroying the wicked like how, you know who? He says that he's our friend, so we shouldn't say he's not our friend. You know how, you know who is firing at some people. Amen. So the wicked, the wicked, when they, they have wealth, they use it for destruction. But the righteous, when in wealth, use it for the building up of the kingdom, for the building up of human lives, for, 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 for helping people. Amen. And therefore, the righteous will not be poor. And I declare unto you and to your house that poverty will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. God said that he's allowing them to gather, but they are gathering for you. Amen. God has declared in his word, and it shall come to pass. We are God's covenant people. We are the spiritual Israel. And if anybody should have wealth, it's, it's, it's us. It's us. Amen. But you see, if, if you look at the nation Israel itself, look at the Jews throughout the whole world. Go to every country in Europe. You know, the Jews are making it. They have money, lots of money. It's a covenant that is being you know, um, honored by God over their lives. Even though they, are, they, are, they have not accepted Jesus as the Messiah, and they say they are still waiting for the Messiah. Despite that, and that's a big thing, they are still being prospered by God financially. Why? Because they are following financial principles. Oh, you didn't clap. They are following financial 
principles. It is only by financial principles that the wealth of the Gentiles will be transferred onto the righteous. It just doesn't happen. Amen. It just doesn't happen. But God's promises are yes and they are amen. Whatever God has said he will do, he will do. Amen. God made promises of wealth transfer. And every promise God made of wealth transfer came to pass. When in the time of Abraham, God promised Abraham that your seed will go to a land and they will serve the people there for over 400 years. And I'll come and deliver them. And when they, they, they will not come out empty, they, they will spoil the people as they come out. It happened that after serving and being slaves in Egypt for over 400 years, a, a slave has nothing. A slave works and every prophet goes to the master. They had nothing. But in one day, in the day that they left Egypt, they left with all the gold, the silver, the, the diamonds, the bronze, everything, the wealth of Egypt was given to them. Amen. God said that go and tell the people, tell, tell the Egyptians to give you their silver. Tell them to give you their jewelry, the women. Go and tell your friends. And whoever they went to, they didn't say no. They just gave it to them. So we can say that that which belonged to them, that the Egyptians had taken and robbed them off for over 400 years in one day was restored to them. And I speak to you this morning that every wealth that belongs to you, every wealth, I'm talking about money that belongs to you, that the enemy has in one way or the other robbed you of. I call for that restoration. And I'm calling for sevenfold restoration. I'm calling for the abundance of it to come to you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. They came out rich. Gave, God gave them favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And they robbed Egypt. But they, there was a, it was an honest or right of way robbery. Because it belonged to them. Amen. And they went out of Egypt very rich. But it was, it was for a purpose. That's what I'm talking about. Kingdom wealth. The wealth of the kingdom is for kingdom people, kingdom children, and it's for us for a purpose. And it's only when we understand the purpose for the, the purpose for which God has given us kingdom wealth or give us kingdom wealth, and we act upon it according to the principles that govern it, will we see increase and abundance. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are delivered from to go into. God has delivered us out from darkness and brought us into his marvelous kingdom, the light, the kingdom of the light of his dear son Jesus. We have been dealing from darkness, groping in darkness where you can't see well, and you'll be brought into light. Will you not be better off in the light than when you were in darkness? So why is it you come out of darkness and now it seems that you are broke all the time? It is an error. I say it is an error. And by the word of God and by our obedience to the word of God, we will correct the error. Hallelujah. Because he has translated us from death to life, from poverty to riches, from curses into blessings. Hallelujah. From sin into righteousness, from sickness unto health. Hallelujah. Therefore, we will not lack. David said, I, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mean I will not lack for any good thing. The righteous will not lack for any good thing. Can you imagine the sons and daughters of the king going to beg you know, from the sons and the daughters of the devil? It doesn't make sense. Far be it from you. And I'm speaking directly to you that you be a borrower. You will not borrow. Today we are speaking this word in this 
kingdom series for us all to, for all of us to come out of the state of poverty the state of borrowing and lack and need for the believer even in the times of famine you will prosper praise God. you will prosper do you know why because your god will not allow you to be put to shame poverty borrowing lack is shame when you you are so covered with shame that people call you and can't even pick your call because you know that they are after you because you owe. I declare that you shall no longer owe. You shall, you shall no longer owe. You shall borrow. Amen. And in this time of this financial crunch, listen, I, one of the chief things on everybody's heart is how are we going to make it? Everybody is worried. But praise be to God that for you, there's no need to worry. Because God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. You see, you are a kingdom person. You are not living under the economy of the world. You are not living under the economy of any nation. You are living under heaven's economy. And in heaven's economy, there's no need, there's no lack. Are, are we listening? Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. Our good shepherd will always bring us to green pastures. He will bring us to the place of abundance, to the place of fulfillment. Listen, for many people, it is in the time of COVID, this COVID that just passed, that they made their wealth. People became wealthy through COVID. Those who make masks, they multiplied their wealth through COVID. People suddenly learned that, ah, my office is not going to give me enough money. Let me go and do a food business. People turned to food business and they are making money. Ideas came during COVID and people made wealth because, you see, it is in the time of famine. It is in the time of hardship. It is in the time of not enough that God will come through for his children and bring us to the place of more than enough. Are we together? Are we together? Hallelujah. So maybe you've gone through some kind of financial stress or maybe you are still going through some financial stress. You've gone through financial shame, but God is delivering you out of it. He says, for your shame, you shall have double. Amen. For your shame, you will have double. And God will multiply unto you, not shame, but glory and honor. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Amen. God will do for us as he did for Israel. He said he brought them out with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among them. God brought them out of bondage with silver and with gold. And there was not one who was weak or weakened financially. Listen, your past is Egypt. In the past you were in Egypt. But now you are no longer in Egypt. I said you are no longer in Egypt. God has brought you out of Egypt and has brought you to your Canaan where there's milk and honey flowing. And so this one, I prophesy unto you, church, that we as kingdom people will continue to drink and eat of the honey and the milk of nations, of this nation and nations around us. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and thank the Lord. God brought them to a wealthy land, drove out the inhabitants, really gave them, you know, you know, an upper hand over the people where the inhabitants and if you would think about it you say that is not really fair how is it I'm in my land and then God comes and helps you drive me out and possess us it's not fair but where the children of God is, are concerned and where the, where the heart of God is concerned for us it will never be fair he said I'll give men for your sake I'll give people for your life Ethiopia and Siba for you because you are mine Hallelujah. So in the midst of lack, the children of God will eat and be satisfied. 
and there will be no want. Hallelujah. Because God will bring a great wealth transfer unto his people. Hallelujah. He will bring us to the place of the abundance of riches. But then as I said, it's a principle thing. And there's a principle for wealth creation where the kingdom of God is concerned. Nobody can pray for money and get money. You don't pray for money and get money. You say, huh? No. You will never pray for money and get money. You pray for money, God will give you wisdom. God will give you the power to create wealth. God will give you the connection. God will link you to the right places to get wealth. You say, I'm praying for money, and then you go by the roadside, and there's $10 million sitting there waiting for you. No. You pray, he'll give you ideas. You pray, he'll open the right doors. You pray, he'll link you to the right people. You pray, he'll bring you into the right, right place where money will not you know, be hindered. Money will come and will flow to you in abundance. Is somebody with me? So put your hands together and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And the principle, the first principle is obedience to financial principles. It's obedience. Many believers are grossly disobedient to financial principles. Very disobedient to financial principles. But you know something? When Israel was collecting the gold and the silver and everything. They were not taking it to go and do a fashion parade in the desert. There's no fashion parade in the desert. They were not going to buy food in the desert. Because God was going to give them manna and quail for free for 40 years. So they, were, they didn't need the money to go and buy food. They didn't need the money to do anything. God enriched them so that they could build the tabernacle of God in the time when God made put place a demand on them. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Exodus 25, 2 to 8. God said to Moses, speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that gives it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver, and brass, and blue, and purple, and scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, Rams skin dyed red, badger skins, and shooting wood, all for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod. That is the ephod that the priest would wear. Okay? It's kind of like this, as it is, but with stones. So this, my thing, is not complete. You need stones. <laughs> and, so, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So God, and these things that he, he named, they got them from the Egyptians. These were the things they collected from the Egyptians. God will never ask us for anything that he hasn't given us. Can I repeat that? God will never ask you for anything that he has not given you. Or will not give you. Whenever God is asking us for anything, he's probably already given it to us. Or just about to give it to us. And is asking for you to see your obedience. Which will unlock the door for it to come to you. That is it. When we step into the place of obedience, when God calls for anything, for anything, he gives us the grace. He gives us the ability to be able to give that which he's asked us for. And oftentimes our financial you know, crunches and you know, hardships are a test. Because for many people, it's very easy. For all of us, really, it's very easy to give when, you know, you are, you, you are dusted and your pocket is full. But the minute you realize that you have gone to a certain level, then you start to withhold. The Bible says there's that which withholds and comes to nothing, amounts to nothing. 
But there's that which does not withhold and rather brings abundance. Many people don't find a problem to pay their tithes when their salary is, let's say, 2,000 Ghana cities. 200. But let that salary increase to 50,000. And they will look at 5,000. Sorry. But that same 5,000 can easily buy a shoe for me. I don't have a problem with that because it's mine. So the test that we all go through where money is concerned is a test that we must pass in order to come into this great wealth transfer or into kingdom riches. I've never seen anyone who is bent on building the kingdom of God financially who is poor. Never. Even if you go through a hard time, God will bring you out and will bring you out good. Hallelujah. Amen. So we, we, the principle of obedience to the basics, and it's so basic, offering, tithe, helping the poor and the needy, it's, 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 it's just simple. Amen. But it's not simple for many. It's not simple for many. And that is why a lot of people remain poor or hard up. Because you see, when your hand is like this, nothing can enter into it. But when you open your hand, then it's open to receive a lot. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it wasn't hard for these people. Because when Moses made the call, they ran, they came. Everybody was bringing so much that eventually it was too much. Moses had to say, it's enough. Stop. Don't bring any more. We have, we have more than enough. Can you imagine a day when there's an offering that will say, oh, this offering is too much. Nobody should bring more again. But that's what they did. He said that, and all women whose heart stirred them up in wisdom, spun, they spun gold's hair. And, and they brought the onyx stones and everything. And they built the tabernacle, tabernacle of God. Why? So that God will stay, abide, tabernacle with them. Not come and go. That's what they did. Amen. And they had it to give. And they were willing to give. God will always give us and test us. Also, what we will do with what he has given us. He blesses us and watches to see what we will do with what he has given to us. Whether we will take all of it and withhold or whether we will honor him with it. When you bring an offering to God, you are honoring God. Amen. You are honoring God. So I say, ah, the pastor will chop it. That one is between the, between the pastor and God and the punishment thereof. But I'm telling you, any good and God-fearing pastor will be afraid to touch God's money. Because if you chop God's money, you are chopping a curse also. It's simple. People say, oh, it's too much. Oh, no, no these churches, they're always asking for money. But then people are in societies, and they are giving big money to societies without any qualm. Somebody can join, you know, I don't want to mention societies because they are all good societies. It's not a bad thing to give societies, you know, um, social societies, because most of them are into helping. It's good. But if you can give so much to a society that is bent on maybe worldly things and you find it difficult to give that or even a little less than that to the work of the God who holds your breath, the one who holds your life together. You know, and somebody said that if you don't pay your tithe to God, you pay it to the devil. Because that is when something will come in and you say, and you take it to a mechanic and the mechanics will also dupe you. So the money that you didn't give to God, the mechanic has taken it. It's so simple. The devourer will come in. 
because there's no um, protection around that which you have. But when we give to God and we give to the building up of the kingdom in paying tithe, and when I say paying tithe, I'm not talking about giving God a tip. I've told you for a lot of us give God tips. We tip God. What is a tip to God? Your tithe is supposed to be 200 and you bring God 100. That isn't called a tithe. In the sight of God, you haven't tithed. You gave him a tip. Yeah, because the tithe is 10%. And so if you bring 2%, ah, she didn't bring a tithe, but she brought me a tip. But can we tip God? We can't tip God. And I'm yet to see anybody die. And all the money they have is given to them to take with them. I'll tell you a story. You know my stories. A man had three wives. Very rich man. And he gave them all money and everything. And then he said, when I die, you are sick. When I die, make sure that the money I gave you, you give it to me. He said, yes, okay. So the other two wives, being not too clever, put their money in the casket. So the other third wife, so did you give him his money? He said, yes, I signed him a check. I gave him a check. Do you understand? Where you go and cash that check, you should go and cash it. Because when we die, there's no spiritual um, um, bank in the corner there. The only bank is the bank of heaven. And it's what you have deposited there. Think on your life. What, is your, what are your, have been your deposit into heaven's treasury? He said we should store up our riches in heaven where moth and rust does not attack it. And the minute we, you know, connect to God and to the wealth of the kingdom by honest tithing, cheerful, generous giving, compassionate help to the orphans, to the widow, to the lepers, I'm telling you, you will not lack for any good thing. You will see the progression of wealth in your life. It is an easy thing. And I, I, I say, we must live by principles, not by passions or emotions. Passions or emotions are fleeting, but principles are lasting. The principles are like the steel, these steel rods <clears throat> that hold this thing together. These steel rods are to last 25 years. That's how they were made. That's what the manufacturer said. The rest of the tent is to last eight years. Eight years. That tells our church we must be getting ready to build our sanctuary, our proper church. Okay. So principles are that which hold everything together. It's a point that we build up. But our emotions, oh goodness, my turn. Our emotions and our passions, are, they are fleeting. Here, there, gone tomorrow. So if you want to build up wealth as a kingdom child, your keys are number one, to be obedient to the financial principles of God. And number two, to walk in that which God has told us to walk in, especially where money is concerned. Money, money is a spirit. Amen. And we, that, that, there's a way we must handle it. But covenant children can be trusted with kingdom wealth. God gives covenant children, covenant wealth, kingdom wealth, and they build the kingdom. And the more they build, the more they prosper. Let's thank the Lord this morning. This morning, I'm telling you that you are not to worry, nor struggle 
nor be poor, nor borrow, nor lack as a kingdom person. You are to have an abundance. You are to be a giver, a lender to many, and not lender with, with interest, a helper. God has blessed us to be a blessing. But in order to see ourselves rise up financially, we must follow kingdom financial principles. May God help us that in a time of famine, we like Isaac will reap a hundredfold return. This is a time for us to prosper more than ever before. And we shall. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You want to rise up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your two hands and talk to God. Pray this morning, Lord. I want to come into great financial wealth. I want to come into riches and wealth. I want to come into the millions and the billions of euros, dollars, CDs. I want to be made rich, not for selfish purposes, but Lord, I will be a blessing unto your kingdom and unto others. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Jesus. And as you pray this prayer, you want to pray that God open the channels of wealth unto my life. Pray God open the great channels of wealth unto me. These rivers that flow through Eden, let them flow through my life, Lord. Pray God open channels of wealth. Give me the power to create wealth. Give me the wisdom, the ability, fresh ideas. Connect me to the right sources of wealth. Open my eyes to see where money is. Show me, Lord. Pray, Lord, deliver me from poverty. Deliver me from lack. Deliver me from want. Prosper me indeed. Lift up your voice and pray. Remove me from the place of indebtedness where I always borrow and I'm always in debt. Remove me from that place. Seal up, my God, the holes in my pocket. And Lord, by your power, as I follow kingdom principles, break the hold of every devourer in my life. Whatever is devouring my finances, whatever is stopping me from having money, maintaining money, Lord, rebuke that devourer. Let everybody pray for yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Madabo, Open new channels of wealth creation for your people, oh God. I pray, my God, that Lord, your people will come to the hundredfold harvest. My God, as they sow unto right soils, oh God, and walk in obedience to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, break the hold of poverty. Break the hold of lack. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, the Lord. Anyone that you bless is blessed indeed. Move your people of God into a new level of financial independence. Somebody pray that, Lord, move me to a new level of financial independence. In the mighty name. I, I can't hear your prayer, church. Pray, Lord, move me to a new level of financial independence. If you are walking in the thousands now, say, Lord, 
Move it from the thousands to the millions. If you are walking in the millions, pray the Lord, move it from the millions to the billions. Move from the billions to the zillions. Come on, somebody pray. Pray as people of faith. You can't remain where you are. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not lack food. You will not lack bread. You will not lack. Your children will not lack. As a good man lays up an inheritance for his children's children. By the blessing of God, you have so much that you will create generational wealth for your generations. Lift up your voice and pray. Call in the hand of the one who blesses. The Lord, let your hand come upon me. Your good hand to bless me financially. Pray, talk to the Lord. I need money in my life. I need to come out from this financial bind. Take me out of my financial struggles. Make way for me. Oh, Makadebo Shadabaya. Somebody pray to God this morning. He's listening. Makadebo Shalababa. God will rather prosper you than prosper the unbeliever. So ask for it. I said, God will rather prosper you than to prosper the unbeliever. We pray this morning, oh God. Somebody pray, Lord, prosper me. Make me, oh God, a kingdom financier. Pour into my life the wealth of the Gentiles. Let there be that transfer in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. He said, Lord, today my mouth is open wide. Fill it. Open doors for me, O oh God. Let your heavens be open upon my life. Open unto me, O oh God, your good treasure. Pray, Lord, open your good treasure upon my life. And pour out abundance and increase. The wealth of the nations pour upon my life. Gold and silver and onyx, O oh God, diamonds and pray lands and oh pray so that you 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 will live in houses you did not build with your hands. Possess lands that you did not buy. That is what God can do. So, Father, this morning we cry out unto you as your people, O oh God. My God, for a financial release. A great financial release, O oh God. Show us. For Lord, you know where the vein for silver is. And you know where the vein for gold is. Show us where the vein for silver is. And where the vein for gold is. In this year of your favor upon our lives. In your favor, O oh God. Give us wealth. Give us money. Somebody pray that prayer if you agree with me. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Bless me, O oh God. I may also be a blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey. Yeah.